Are you tired of watching your country burn and want to do something to stop it? Well, then you've come to the right place. We're talking all things politics from a patriotic, no-nonsense point of view. I'm We The People, and I'm your host, Skyler, The Patriot. Hey, America, soon, if this goes through, you and I are going to be another $40 billion in debt. You heard that right, $40 billion. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure we have enough of our own problems hitting close to home right here in our country that would maybe require a potentially a $40 billion aid package. Just to name a few, the southern border crisis, food shortages, baby formula shortages, radical abortion policy, threatening Supreme Court justices, which, hey, that means obstructing justice. That's an actual law. You can't do that. Child sex trafficking, election integrity, and hey, by the way, why is the entire mainstream media completely ignoring the 2000 Mules documentary from Dinesh D'Souza? Very interesting. It's almost like they have something they're trying to hide. A couple other things. A massive killer drug pouring over our southern border. And to sum it all up, tyranny in the likes in which this country has never seen before. I want to talk with you about what the federal government is mishandling and purposely ignoring. It's a crisis, and your life is in danger because of it. But the federal government would rather fund a proxy war in Ukraine. It's ridiculous. And it is time that we talk about it. So let's get after it. For too long, a small group of people have controlled our country and they have trampled our values. They have lied to us. They have abused us, and they have silenced us. But in the process, they have awakened something that is very dangerous to them. It's We the People, and it is time for We the People to rise. Just the other day, your representatives, our representatives, decided that they need to send $40 billion more billion of our money to Ukraine. Now, mind you, this is a situation we still don't know all of the real details about what's really going on there. Since the beginning of this whole mess, there has been so much false information that has been put out by both sides, the Russians and the Ukrainians, and hey, our media as well. We are certainly not going guiltless in the misinformation campaign that's coming out of Ukraine propaganda, let's call it like it is. But again, I want to make something very clear before someone on the left tries to paint me out to be some kind of an evil guy who doesn't care about innocent people, which they love to try to do to us conservatives, right? You've probably experienced that. They love to come up with the most ridiculous things. So I want to make this very clear. I am praying for, and I stand with, all innocent people who are victims of tyranny, whether that be from foreign or domestic perpetrators of evil. 
What I do not stand for is Congress wanting to send another $40 billion of our hard-earned dollars that, frankly, guys, we just do not have. We don't have $40 billion to just give up. It comes out of thin air. It's all being printed. To go fund a war that we know very few real details about. And the vote in the House to pass this was not even close. This $40 billion Ukraine aid package was passed by a 368 to 57 vote. Completely lopsided. But you know what wasn't lopsided, sadly? And this is horrible, really, in fact. The vote in the Senate to not advance legislation that would make killing unborn babies a federal law. Thank God this did not pass the Senate. Thank you to Joe Manchin. But you know what that vote was? That vote was 51 to 49. That fell just 11 votes short of what the 60-vote threshold is needed to pass legislation through the Senate. That means that 49 of our senators are okay with murdering unborn children and want to make it easier for them to be killed. That is insanity. That vote shouldn't have even been close at all, just like the Ukraine aid bill. According to AP News, I want to take you through uh, some of this massive, massive funding going to Ukraine. The Ukraine aid package, according to AP News, will provide $7 billion more dollars than Biden's request in April and will divide the increase evenly between defense and humanitarian programs. Here's the breakdown. breakdown. The bill would give Ukraine military and economic assistance, help regional allies, replenish weapons the Pentagon has shipped overseas, and provide $5 billion to address global food shortages. Now here's a question. Don't we have our own food shortages going on here in America right now? That Biden just so happened to warn us about not long ago and now over, conveniently, interestingly, now over two dozen food plants have now mysteriously been destroyed. And now you can't even find any frickin' baby food. Hmm. Something about that just doesn't seem right. Something stinks. And it's time we get to the bottom of it. But that's going ignored. But instead, we're sending over $40 billion at least in lethal aid to Ukraine. We sent $4 billion in February, $14 billion in March, and are now getting ready to send over $40 billion more. That brings the total amount of aid that has been sent to Ukraine to over $58 billion. Now, to put that in perspective, Russia's annual military spending, annual military spending, is roughly $60 billion. That means that in the matter of less than three months, three months, the United States has given Ukraine's military nearly the same amount of funding that Russia gives its military for an entire year. Are you kidding me? Tell me again, Congress, how the United States does not and will not plan to get militarily involved in the Russia-Ukraine war. What do you call sending them $58 billion in military aid then? What, what do you call that? Not getting militarily involved? Folks, this is a proxy war. Guaranteed. And Congress is making you and I, the U.S. taxpayer, foot the bill again. The only thing 
these people have not done yet is officially sign the War Powers Act, declaring war on Russia, sending tens of thousands of our sons and daughters into World War III, and getting the mainstream media to try and convince all of us that it's a good idea to go ahead and do that. But mark my words, I'm dead serious about this. I believe without a doubt that they would do whatever it takes. They would do exactly that if that was their last resort to cover up their corruption, specifically in Ukraine. And boy, is there a lot of it there. But aren't there much more pressing issues that hit a lot closer to home and impact you and I both very directly? That we should maybe be perhaps focusing on and maybe even considering sending $40 billion in aid to these things happening to us on our soil, in our country. You bet there is. But instead, it is going completely ignored by the Biden administration. There is, as I'm sure you're well aware of by now, not because of the mainstream media, there is a crisis without question on our southern border. In fact, let's call it exactly like it is. It is an invasion. Our country is being invaded across our southern border. It's an invasion of illegal immigrants, crime, murder, child sex trafficking, and drugs, one of which being the number one cause of death for adults in America, fentanyl. According to the CDC's database, fentanyl is the number one cause of death for adults aged 18 to 45. They reported that over 100,000 Americans died from drug overdoses, the majority being from fentanyl, during the period of April 2020 to April 2021. One year's time. That's a 28.5% increase from the previous year. Fatal fentanyl overdoses are now so common that one happens in America every eight and a half minutes, which means that 175 people die from fentanyl poisoning every single day. Fentanyl is killing more people in America than heart disease, cancer, or COVID-19. And that last one's the interesting one, because do you know what we did? Of course you do, because you and I were both victims of it. We shut down the entire economy for COVID-19. But what is the Biden administration doing to stop this crisis? I'll give you two guesses. That's right. Nothing. Nothing. Zero is being done about this very legitimate crisis. But, in fact, no. They are doing something about this. They are making the problem worse. Now, that's either because they're just plain stupid or they are intentionally being incompetent. And I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. I think you do, too. Our southern border is wide open. And now they're going to open the floodgates on it more than ever before by removing Title 42. This is something that even Department of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas said will present significant challenges. Those are his words, not mine. And if you're unsure what Title 42 is, let me explain. Title 42 
is part of the Public Health Service Act of 1944, which is aimed at preventing the spread of communicable diseases in the country. According to the law, whenever the U.S. Surgeon General determines that there is a communicable disease in another country, health officials have the authority, with the approval of the president, to prohibit, quote, the introduction of persons and property from such countries or places, end quote, for as long as health officials determine the action to be necessary. That authority was then transferred from the U.S. Surgeon General to the director of the CDC in 1966. Now, what does this have to do with our southern border? Why was it activated? And why is it so important right now? The Trump administration invoked Title 42 for the first time since its creation in March of 2020. And it was done as a way to help stop the spread of COVID-19 in immigrant detention centers, which then would have consequently spread throughout our entire country. This is where many migrants are placed after they arrive at, U- at the U.S.-Mexico border in these detention centers. According to Pew Research, there were nearly 2.9 million encounters with migrants along the U.S.-Mexico border between April 2020 and March 2022. Nearly 1.8 million of those encounters, or 61% of them, resulted in migrants being expelled under Title 42. 1.8 million. 60% of those have been expelled under Title 42 have been from Mexico, while another 15% have been from Guatemala, 14% have been from Honduras, and 5% have been from El Salvador, and 6% have been from other countries. Now, why is this so important? Why, why am I telling you all this information right now? Well, all, what all of this means, then, is that if we are to end Title 42 then in the last year and a half, we would have had nearly another 2 million illegal immigrants that were allowed to illegally enter our country through our southern border. When Title 42 ends, the Department of Homeland Security is predicting that the U.S. Border Patrol will have over 18,000 daily encounters with migrants. That is more than double the current average. This is going to be, without question, absolute chaos, complete pandemonium at our southern border if Title 42 is lifted and the administration, the Biden administration, who we know is in control of basically nothing, this is a puppet administration, I've been saying it since the election was stolen, if this administration stays on the course that it is on, this is going to be complete chaos. My question is, why is our southern border wide open if we know that according to data from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, that in fiscal year 2021 alone, they seized over 624,000 pounds of drugs? That's, to break it down for you, cocaine seizures increasing 68%, methamphetamine seizures increasing 7%, And fentanyl seizures, and this is the awful, awful one. We're going to talk about that more in just a bit. Fentanyl seizures increasing 134%, all of those numbers compared to the previous year, 2020. That's just the drug trafficking data. We haven't even begun to discuss the other crisis coming across our southern border, which is human trafficking. We haven't even begun to break that down yet. But I want to talk with you about the dangers of both. 
coming across our southern border and how the Biden administration is doing absolutely nothing, nothing to stop it. We're back in just a second. Let's start with the horrors of child trafficking, in particular child sex trafficking, that is just absolutely pouring over our southern border every single day. Michael Gramley, he has over 25 years of experience as a border control agent in Yuma, Arizona. And what I want to do now is take you through some of an interview that he did recently with the New York Post. It's well worth the read, and it's information that you need to know. And frankly, it is information that the children who are victims of this evil need you to know so that you can potentially be able to defend them. As always, there is going to be a link to the interview that we will post on our website, as we do with all of our sources. You can find it at TUSPS.org. That is TUSPS.org. So I want to take you through the interview. Michael had said that referencing child sex trafficking, that he saw traffickers, quote, providing children to unrelated adults so that they could more easily gain entry into the U.S. It's a well-known thing. He had said that saying this is sort of a, oh, you don't have a kid? Well, hey, random person, let me just provide you with a kid. That's what these traffickers are saying to random people on the border. And what happens is when the adults end up reaching their destination in the U.S., they return the child to the traffickers, who then end up sending the children back to Guatemala or whatever country of origin to where they then go ahead and repeat the cycle. Now, believe that or not, Michael had described these children to be some of the more fortunate ones compared to those that face the alternative situation. And what exactly is that? He continued, saying that many of these children eventually end up being forced to work in the U.S. sex industry, often in prostitution or child pornography. He had said that a record nearly 19,000 unaccompanied minors have crossed the U.S.-Mexico border illegally in March of 2021, compared to 9,000 the same time in 2019, along with a record-breaking over 53,000 family units. He attributes this now recent explosion, is what he called it, of uh, migrants crossing our border, illegal immigrants, to the Biden administration's decision to cancel President Trump's Migrant Protection Protocols, the MPP, which forced those seeking asylum to wait in Mexico. This is known as the Remain in Mexico program, while their cases were under review. And according to the article with the New York Post, Homeland Security agent Michael P. Conlin, who oversees a team that monitors the direct human pipeline from Tenancingo, Mexico, to New York City for the commercial sexual exploitation of women and minors. And he said that his office has prosecuted, this is unreal, prosecuted cases where girls as young as 14 have been forced into prostitution. Conlon had went on to say that, quote, they are held in apartments in Queens against their will and are driven from appointment to appointment where they are forced to have sex with typically over 15 men in a single evening. And the money is all handed over to the traffickers. Wow. Un unreal. These are U.S. child sex rings stemming from our southern border where these children are forced into trafficking and often 
raped and abused more than 15 times every single day. And that's happening both before they even arrive at the border and after when they're put into U.S. sex trafficking rings. It's absolutely awful. And again, what is the Biden administration doing to stop it? Nothing. Nothing at all. It's a shame. Tragic, really. As we touched on earlier, they're also doing nothing to stop the flow of the number one killer of U.S. adults currently, which is fentanyl. And now what I want to do is really discuss how deadly this stuff is. I, when I first heard of it, I had no idea. I figured it was just like any, any other drug, right? But what the DEA has found is that just two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal to a person. Now, to put that in perspective, try this. The next time you see a penny, I don't know if you have one around you right now, the next time you see a penny, take a look close at it. Look at Abraham Lincoln on it and imagine a speck of fentanyl that is smaller than his face on the coin. That's barely anything at all, right? Barely anything. But just that tiny, tiny amount, smaller than Abe Lincoln's face, that amount of fentanyl, about two milligrams, will 100% guaranteed kill a person. Now, if that fact alone does not scare the crap out of you, like it did me, this, what I'm about to share with you right now, is why this is really, really bad. And this is how it ties in with the border. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, in 2021, over 11,000 pounds of fentanyl was seized attempting to be smuggled across our southern border. 11,000 pounds. Now, considering that two milligrams of fentanyl can kill a person, and Border Protection found how much? 11,000 pounds of it last year? That means that out of just the fentanyl they were able to find, there was definitely more than that. Here's the math. Out of those 11,000 pounds, that was enough to kill nearly 2.5 billion people. That is seven and a half times the population of the United States. Even crazier yet, the global population as of 2021 was 7.9 billion. And there was enough fentanyl seized to kill how many? 2.5 billion people? That's nearly a third of the entire global population. That is insane. A complete crisis. And the Biden administration wants to open the border up more than it already is, making it easier for things like massively deadly fentanyl to be smuggled into our country. This is very very bad. My question is, like many other things with this ridiculous clown show circus of an administration that we have, how is the Biden administration not declaring the border crisis a national emergency? I'm pretty sure having enough of something smuggled into your country that is capable of killing seven and a half times the population is certainly enough to declare a national security threat, don't you? It, 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 at what point do you do you cross the line? Is it is it t- two times? Is it no no? It couldn't be two times because seven and a half times. What? And considering it's enough to kill a, a third of the world population, how is this not a global emergency? 
where is the UN on all of this? They've certainly been all in when it has been coming to sending aid to Ukraine and protecting their border with Russia. How is our border crisis not being talked about and handled in at least, at least the same way as the Ukraine situation? Again, complete insanity. It makes zero sense. But you know where the UN is actually on all of this, on our border crisis? Here, I'll show you. This, this right here is what the UN is doing for our border crisis. Those are debit cards that the United Nations International Organization of Migration, the IOM, is handing out to intending and repeat illegal immigrants into the United States. Look at that. Debit cards. No, they're, they're not calling this an emergency. No, there's no crisis here. They are completely missing right now on all of this. They're not even worried about the sex trafficking of children who are being raped 20 times in a single day. No, no, won't talk about that. That's, that's not a crisis. They're not worried about enough fentanyl being smuggled over our border to kill a third of the world population. No, not worried about that either. Instead, they are indirectly funding it, giving tens of thousands of migrants who they have not vetted at all $800 a month. But hey, UN money doesn't grow on trees, right? That's right. And this is right off of their website. Quote, the IOM works closely with the donor community as well as migrants, governments, and other partners in their international community to address today's many and complex migration challenges. To carry out these activities, IOM's main financial resource, main financial resource, comes directly from governments. Hmm. Funding from governments? Oh, you don't say. Oh, so that means that our taxpayer dollars are going to help fund the illegal immigrant $800 a month debit cards. How nice. You know, I don't know if you've known this yet or not, but you and I, the U.S. taxpayer, we are, unbeknownst to us, very, very generous to other people with, with our tax dollars. I didn't, I didn't know that we were that generous. Wow. Pat, pat yourself on the back, America. Your government loves, loves to spend your money on things other than things that benefit you. And you know who else is funding the border crisis, the invasion of our country? George Soros. Who, who could have guessed that one? So the UN and George Soros are helping fund the invasion of the United States of America. Tell me again how our country is not being taken over by globalist oligarchs. But the funding doesn't stop there. Oh, no, no, no. This one's going to blow your mind and will definitely tick you off. During a recent testimony before Congress, DHS Secretary Mayorkas told Congress that the Biden administration is now planning to divert resources from the Department of Veterans Affairs, the VA, to deal with Biden's border crisis. This includes not just funding, but also VA nurses and doctors who are supposed to be caring for America's veterans, but will now be sent to care for illegal immigrants. Again, are you kidding me? This is insane. So you and I, the American people, are left with 40-year high inflation, 
the highest gas prices in U.S. history, food shortages, baby formula shortages, which, by the way, here's an image of shelves packed with baby formula that has been sent in pallets to illegal immigrant detention centers at the border, and the other picture right next to it is our shelves here at home with basically no baby formula at all. What the hell is the Biden administration doing? And what are they being told to do? Because again, they control nothing. I'll tell you what they're doing. They are destroying our country. That is what they are doing. All of this going on to our own people. And what does the federal government care about? Sending $58 billion that we do not have in aid to Ukraine in some new disinformation governance board. And you know what the Biden White House said that this is disinformation governance board is going to be focusing on now? It's two things. Get this. Misinformation regarding Russia and Ukraine and the U.S.-Mexico border. Wake up. Your country is being invaded. It is being taken over by globalist oligarch tyrants. Wake up. As always, I thank you for listening and trusting me with your time. I know this was a lot of information, a lot of facts and statistics that we needed to break down today on this show. And please share this with everyone that you know, because everybody needs to understand this information if we plan on even having just a chance at saving our country anymore. This is very, very serious now more than ever before. As always, if you want to contact me, you want to contact the show, support us, or let us know your thoughts, it is always greatly appreciated. You can go to TUSPS.org. That is TUSPS.org. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, always remember, it's we, the people.